Okay, this is going to be the spoiler-filled uh, review of Batman Unburied. So if you haven't listened to it, go to Spotify, uh, get all 10 episodes, and go check it out. Um, enjoy the ad. Okay, so this is going to be the spoiler-filled episode of Batman Unburied. And I'm going to take it uh, progressively, like episode by episode, to let you in on like how the, the show goes. And I'm going to like say what I liked about it, uh, what I didn't like, but there wasn't that much I didn't like. But um, you'll uh, get it. So the first episode, we're dealing with Gotham. We're in Gotham. We're dealing with Bruce Wayne, criminal pathologist. So what the hell is Bruce Wayne doing as a criminal pathologist? Uh, is this, like, uh, a Batman that's, like, uh, another world? Or, like, I, there's no way they screwed it up that big, like, right off the bat. But then you realize Bruce Wayne, criminal pathologist, is hunting down a uh, serial killer named the Harvester. Now, he's not hunting him down because he's not a cop, but he's, um a man dedicated to his work in such a way that his parents, Martha and Thomas Wayne, are uh, concerned about him, that are, uh, he feels that they're disappointed in him, uh, that that he's not living his life to the best potential. Uh, But, wait a second, Bruce Wayne's parents are alive? Which, by the way, um, I forget uh, Martha's uh, actress's name. However, uh, Lance Reddick is Thomas Wayne, and oh, he—I I just enjoy uh, his performance in this so much. Um, so, Bruce Wayne um, is dealing with uh, the Harvester. He gets one of the victims in, and he uh, gets a new lab assistant who. Uh, plays his girl Friday uh, at one point, but the the harvester uh, was rushed. He didn't get a chance to. Uh, so you're introduced to the character of the harvester in an attack. Uh, like I said, this is spoilers. I'm going like uh, I'm recounting the story and I'm telling you what I liked about it, what I didn't like about it. The harvester is your typical. Uh, weirdo serial killer uh sam whitmer who uh, i believe was on agents of shield uh he's been on a whole bunch of things uh like he was in that one uh, video game with yetis or um uh, wendigos i'm trying to think with maybe dying of the light i'm not sure um the performance that he gives is like a sort of audiovisual performance uh when he's like in his uh kills uh the 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 way he sounds like the the ambience the production gives him it works it really works i mean it's like at at first you're thinking to yourself all right someone took a silence of the lambs uh your typical like i'm involved in crime but i'm not a cop i'm a criminal pathologist uh and the way that Bruce, which by the way, like I'll get to to it later, but the uh, like something is odd, and but you get hints at things. Um, 
Bruce Wayne has to see a psychiatrist, uh, Dr. Hunter, uh, who, like, there's there's several Batman villains that are psychiatrists, but you're thinking to yourself, I really, really hope that this is going to be, uh, like, 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 Hugo Strange as a rogue doesn't get too much play. However, he has um, one of the better Batman villains that doesn't get used too much. He's really interesting because uh, Batman the Animated Series, Hugo Strange, uh, downloads Bruce Wayne's uh, uh, memories and he's going to try and auction them off to uh, the Joker, uh, Penguin, and Two-Face. Uh, that was a, a great episode. Uh, Arkham uh, City. Hugo Strange is uh, the warden of like the district of Gotham that got turned into the prison. Uh, him and Ra's al Ghul are uh, the villains. And he's really good in that one. Also, I'm not sure if like the Batman the Animated Series was written by Paul Denny, but I know that uh, Paul Denny was brought in to write the uh, the game uh, Arkham City uh, or help with it. I'm not sure. I don't know how video game writing works. I know it's a lot of writing just because you have to cover every scenario and like, there's so many uh, things that uh, goes into that, but really good uh, story. That might be the... Arkham City might be the best Batman story of all time, but uh, it's the um, the that, like that that game's the full package like the boss battles uh, that with like uh, people that you would normally think of as Batman villains but uh, that's a tangent I'm not gonna get on Arkham City um, back to Batman Unburied but there's things that let you know that things are not happening exactly right so. The first two episodes are in this world where Batman doesn't exist. That's the other thing, too. Episodes one and two, you think, all right, Batman, or Bruce Wayne, criminal pathologist, is also Batman. No, he's not. There is no Batman in this world. There is, like, the Martha and Thomas, are, Wayne, are still alive. So, this is a mystery for the listener to uh, figure out. Then you get to episode three. Then you realize, oh, there is two worlds. Uh, Because the protagonist of episode three is Barbara Gordon, Detective Barbara Gordon, who knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Um, So you're getting a sense of the world that you're given because Barbara Gordon is partnered with Renee Montoya. And she works uh, alongside uh, Detective Flask, who anyone is... Uh, uh, I don't know if Flask was in Batman Begins. Uh, he might have been that fat cop. I'm not quite sure. Um, but Detective Flask in... Batman Year One was the either the head of SWAT or um, one of the guys that was uh, corrupt 
uh, in the old GCPD. So, computer whiz, Barbara Gordon, daughter to Jim Gordon, who's not in this series, by the way. I'm going to say that out loud uh, because uh, the Riddler uh, uh, stabbed him, and so he retired. Now, pay attention to that because uh, that's going to be interesting. So, Barbara Gordon makes the rounds. Uh, she runs into uh, Alfred who is played by Jason Isaacs, which, by the way, uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying Andy Serkis as Alfred at the moment. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, Matt Reeves gives him a little bit more to do in future Batman movies. <coughs> but if we get another Batman, uh, like, line, uh, like, it's like we had Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons was... was uh, good, like, it, like uh, Jeremy Irons was like mechanical uh, Alfred, and uh, like uh, Michael Caine was uh, like uh, the Alfred that will uh, like like best friend Alfred, uh, Alfred, Alfred, Alfred. Oh wow! So, so episodes three and four. You get uh, something really cool. Uh, Hassan Minaj uh, plays the Riddler, and he contacts Barbara Gordon, who is also looking into the death of Bruce Wayne, which, by the way, was a plane crash, and the. Uh, the body had no titanium, no screws, nothing to, to suggest that like Bruce Wayne was in a lot of had a lot of injuries uh, and had to have his bones reinforced a couple of times. Um, so the world building of okay, this is a Batman that's been around for a while. We have the Riddler, we have uh, Calendar Man, we have uh, Mad Hatter, and we have King Tut. Uh, uh, the three, the, like, they make a couple appearances in there, uh, pretty interesting. Um, uh, like, I enjoyed, um, of, of the bunch, I think I enjoyed, uh, whoever played, uh, Mad Hatter the best. But, Hassan Minaj is excellent as the Riddler. Because he's still doing that whole, uh, like, I'm, I'm speaking in riddles because I, I, like, I, like, I need, uh, like, the, the character motivation in this, uh, Riddler is like I like I like I have an ability to speak in puzzles and if no one understands me then it means I'm the uh, the best at riddles but I know I'm not the smartest because there's a great line that he says that it's like I have known geniuses I am not a genius I am just really really good at this and if there's uh uh, no one else as good as me then like that that's why I, I know who Bruce Wayne is I know Bruce Wayne is Batman which by the way um, something like this has been done before in Hush but that was a big reveal that uh, this is just like going forward and it, the uh, reveal that Bruce Wayne was kidnapped he's probably being drugged somewhere he's in like a simulation 
Um, the thing that uh, the the thing that gets me about uh, him is that he's like not the best dude. He's clearly he knows he's a criminal. He's obviously done stuff. He's been uh, like. He, there's a tension that he hooks uh, Barbara Gordon with. It's like, aside from knowing that Bruce Wayne is Batman, the, um, like, like uh, he was supposed to be the criminal that stabbed her father. Now, he says, hey, that wasn't me. There was, a, there was other cops there that night. So, so he says uh, out loud, I'll help you uh, find Batman. Get me out of Arkham. So she uh, does that, and the she's like they they have a great uh, chemistry together. I I've, I want to say it was Ashley Birch who plays uh, uh, Barbara Gordon, but I'm not quite sure. The things go sideways eventually because she kind of trusts the system but she also skirts the system a lot so like Barbara Gordon kind of plays a like not naive but like more naive than she should be like if I, if I had one gripe it's like it's like oh the cavalry's coming we're gonna go save Bruce Wayne no they're coming to beat the shit out of Riddler and they're gonna put a gun to your head if uh, you try and stop them so uh Like, uh, if there was one thing that, like, like uh, this uh, show, should, like, not do less of, but approach differently, is if something visual is happening, like, there's, uh, there needs to be either exposition or uh, enough ambiance or enough things happening in the background to let us know what's going on because there's three times in the show that the action was really intense however because um it's like it, it works better visually like Riddler getting beat up is a visual thing but the ambiance of it was so-so the when Batman does appear which by the way I think that was like episode five or six and it was a great term because you had um, uh, Bruce Wayne just like bucking the Hugo Strange, which by the way, it was Hugo Strange. And it was a great reveal that it was Hugo Strange because in the back of your head, you're thinking, it's like, okay, this is going on. But then it could be uh, an, another scientist, it could be another person. But having a Hugo Strange revealed was great. Uh, and and when Bruce Wayne like just mentally resists and he breaks the simulation uh, uh, because he was being drugged in a uh, like in a uh, underground uh, lab, the then you have um, the next villain appear, which I'm going to get into in a little bit. But when Batman appears and he takes out the uh, the the corrupt cops that were shooting at uh, where the Riddler was inside one of Batman's satellite caves. Long story. Um, that was better than the the beatdown Riddler got. Uh, I'll 
give credit to that scene in that the the, the following scene of Barbara Gordon uh, taking Riddler into the bathroom of a fast food burger joint uh, and cleaning him up and stitching him up. Uh, like, because you got the beatdown scene, you got that scene. So at least I'll, I'll, I'll defend it in that way. But the best scene that dealt with something visual was the first episode when Sam Whitmer's Harvester uh, it attacks Bruce Wayne and starts uh, finishing what he uh, started on the body that's still on the table. So the, uh, not joy, because the, the intense feeling I got from hearing that uh, was like, okay, this guy's clearly unhinged. He's doing something. He's, uh, like, taking the body parts uh, from others and uh, the, uh, like, consuming them in the hopes that he becomes uh, a reborn man. And uh, the background story on Harvester, like, it's not bad. I mean, it's, it's, he's a throwaway villain. Uh, like, he works for this story. But the, like, the, the, the background of how he was, uh, crafted, like, by Hugo Strange, because he was, uh, like, uh, like a, uh, science project for Hugo Strange, the, the, the input that Hugo Strange took and used, uh, King Tut, uh, Jervis Tetch. Um, and then having Calendar Man, uh, like, give some clues uh, here and there after, because, like, they, they do make a second appearance when they talk to, uh, Batman. Now, I'll say this. It was a joy to listen to because Batman going through case files, piecing together, uh, for the listener, the audience, what happened, uh, was enjoyable. However, as I'm thinking about it, like, it was a lot of exposition, uh, past the halfway point, and it was done interestingly, because the villain of this story is Poison Ivy. The villain of this story is a superpowered Poison Ivy. In like depending what era you're reading Poison Ivy in, uh, you're gonna get like differing uh, approaches. Like sort of an anti-villain or anti-hero like nowadays, but uh, like. She was a femme fatale for the longest time. Uh, her first appearance was her being a uh, femme fatale that uh, her her bend was anybody that's attacking nature, I am going to destroy. She was, I, I want to say, uh, after Catwoman. So Catwoman, like, her thing was I'm a femme fatale that uh, is going to uh, save cats and steal jewels. I am a cat burglar. I that That's my thing. Um, whereas Poison Ivy, same deal, but I, I, uh, 
like I steal men's money, I protect the environment, I'm uh, like that. Along the way, she had the ability to control plants. Uh, along the way, if she kisses a man, uh, which this might be an original one, uh, uh, she uh, can poison them. What you get in Poison Ivy here is sort of all that, and you also get, um, uh, I don't, I think this was started out in, in Swamp Thing, but like it's continued on as like a DC uh, uh, force, like uh, storytelling force. Um, forget what the technical term for the storytelling thing is, but she has something called the green, which is, allows her to communicate with plants, all plants, uh, and grow them and what have you. So. Uh, while Batman is piecing together uh, ha like how uh, Hugo Strange made the, the 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 experiment and then he met Poison Ivy who has the ability to synthesize toxins uh, and drugs herself that uh, uh, like gives her like the powers that she does like the ability to make the hallucinations and all that uh, control people and the her story is goddamn brutal like uh, it, it didn't like it, it, you don't get too many stories dealing with like uh, uh, Pamela Isley's uh, childhood but like like daughter to a uh, bioweapons uh, scientist uh like, he experiments on his own kid, and that's how she gets her powers and uh, makes her the way that she is. Um, the, uh, wow. Like, uh, the performances are all really good. Um, the, uh, I'm not going to get into uh, what she's after, just because it's, uh, like, the whole reason why this thing is happening is because Bruce Wayne has something in his tower, so they needed a thing to uh, uh, upload into a computer, which it's kind of hokey science. Like, if, like if, if there was one weak uh, element to this, it's kind of that, like the thing that it all hinges on. But the thing that we're getting is actually really good and really, I really enjoyed. So uh, there's that. The, I'm not going to spoil the ending. Uh, there's an approach that, and there's a couple of moments I'm going to leave you guys on. Uh, the, the last scene is, is, uh, was a joy because I've never seen that before. I'm not like, even though I've never, this is a listening obviously, but like, uh, it's very rare that we get what we got in the last scene. I'll let people enjoy that one, but the characterization of the Batman that we have here, who, by the way, is played by, um, damn it, Winston Duke, Winston Duke, oh, thank God I remember that, uh, Winston Duke plays, uh, Batman, Bruce Wayne in this, so, there's a last moment that he gets with his parents that is of his uh, dreams. It's the dream world that he was in in the beginning. Oh, by the way, uh, pay attention to the voices of because there's early characters that come back to be later characters. So, um, 
back to the parents. There's this moment where uh, Bruce gets to say goodbye to his parents. But they're not his parents. They're his uh, dream world uh, parents. And... Oh, by the way, before I get into that again, another tangent, uh, real quick. Uh, Bruce Wayne, uh, criminal pathologist, does this thing uh, when he's uh, looking over a body. And he brings it back to the real world with him. And I really enjoyed that because that was, like, uh, comical. uh, Because uh, the... uh, uh, It just shows you how uh, intense Batman as a personality is. Because even in... uh, the dream world he's uh like miserable uh and and uh like uh like beyond the limit so thomas and martha know that they are a dream but they know that they are his dream parents not even what have you and they have a conversation about like why would you make yourself miserable it's like because i think at a certain point I started to enjoy becoming Batman. And he has this great monologue of just, like, uh, like talking to his parents one last time, but just, like, like making peace with them being gone. And I would love to... Uh, I hope there's another season of this. I really... I know this was the number one podcast on Spotify at one point. Um, I would love, love to get another season of this because the writing was very good uh it took a like it like it took uh took some um inventiveness uh with it um like it was like a good blend of characters which by the way uh we have detective barbara gordon uh she's not batgirl yet which i don't think i said but she's not batgirl and I would be very curious, like, to, uh, you don't know who's around. Uh, they don't mention the Joker. You expect the Joker to be around because the Riddler's around. If the Riddler's around, why wouldn't the Joker be around? Uh, they don't mention people like Harvey Dent. They don't mention people like, uh, um, Jim Gordon's not in this. So this is years later. There's no mention of Dick Grayson. There's no mention of... Or at least not that I caught. There's no... How many Robins have there been? Um, you don't know. And because you don't know, uh, like, the amount of things that they could play with and just put into different uh, positions uh, works. Now, you have to be... Like I said, you have to be careful about the way that things go because um, the... The things that uh, you love about Batman are the intense action sequences, the uh, the 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 visuals, the uh, the fights, the but the podcast is very limited in what it can do uh, visually. So. Like, I'm very curious, like, villains they would bring in. If you told me that the next podcast would have um, more atmospheric uh, bad guys, like, uh, like, like, non-typical rogues gallery, uh, 
Deacon Blackfire is a guy that it, like ran a cult. So that would be interesting. Uh, Jervis Tetch, Mad Hatter, like people are getting mind controlled. Even though like even Poison Ivy didn't mind control in this one, it'd be kind of repetitive. But like Batman has more than one uh, psychiatrist uh, uh, villain. Like e like psychiatrist turned evil. Um, uh, Hugo Strange, Shriek. Um, uh, I'm sure there's more. I can't think of it right now. Um, the Scarecrow, where uh, reality gets altered. Which, by the way, uh, Arkham Asylum, the game. Just go back to the the Rocksteady uh, trilogy. The one of my favorite parts about that game was the. Uh, the, the the fear toxin levels where uh, you had to uh, like go through a nightmare world um, I would be very curious to see how they approach that in, in the podcast setting where it's just like your fears are coming to life and they're playing out but you can't be visual you can't be like oh my god spiders it's like I'm covered in spiders uh, you can't see it but there's so many goddamn spiders so But it, Joker. I mean, who would they cast as Joker? Um, I kind of want to see somebody from left field because I feel like Joker is usually cast uh, by body type. Um, which, by the way, uh, Batman was black. His parents were black. Uh, I forget if Hassan Minaj. Hassan Minaj, God damn it, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Uh, uh, Brown. Um, the, I don't know, uh, I haven't looked into any uh, other cast members, but, uh, like, they could take, like, Donald Glover could be the Joker. Like, just a cast opposite of Winston Duke, uh, like, the, like, his type. Uh, like body type, I'm saying. Uh, cast opposite. Have Joker be Donald Glover. Uh, just throwing it out there uh, because if the podcast is letting people do um, roles that just sound of your voice, uh, like we're not gonna like we don't have to mention that uh, what their uh, race or color or uh, ethnicity is in the show. It's all it's. You know who uh, Barb Gordon is. You know who Poison Ivy is, which also uh, Poison Ivy was played by, uh, I believe, uh, Black or Woman. Yeah, Poison Ivy Two is in that category. So anyway, um, I'm really looking forward to the sequel. Um, go listen to it. Uh, I have not done justice to uh, the storyline in here, like the because it it's so. It's this kind of good that you know what happens and it's still worth listening to. Peace.